You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. He's the chief sports writer at the Sydney Morning Herald. It's Wednesdays with Andrew Webster. Which I think should be your phone ring, Webby. Good morning to you. <laughs> yes, I think that's exactly what I need, a self-indulgent uh, phone ring that says, you know, <laughs> mentioning my own name. That'll go down well. You How leave you, the Matthew? self-indulgence Thank you. Thank you. To, to us. To who? To us, sure, sure, sure. How are you, Matthew? I'm good. What a, what I'm a great good. round of football we had. How good? How good? Oh, it was amazing. It was incredible. And it's just, I mean... You know, if we weren't so ingrained in the world of rugby league and we talk about it so often and we get our viewer and listener feedback so much and and so quickly, we'd be astounded at the amount of talking points to come out of the first round, Webby. But we've got used to it. I want to know from you, you're writing Wayne Bennett's, you're writing a book about Wayne Bennett and talk about another chapter. So where on earth do you fit in now? What happened on the weekend with the Dolphins? Well, I hope they make the aid because then it'll give me an extra few months to write the bloody thing. But, um, uh, but like a lot of us, you know, we we were we were assuming that they'll go strongly, but they they won't make the eight. But if they can keep playing like they did against the Roosters uh, on uh, on Sunday, then you, who knows? Who knows? It's an interesting game against Canberra this weekend. Uh, Wayne Bennett and Ricky Stewart uh, are hardly the greatest uh, of friends, so be another grudge match. I, I'm not surprised that Bennett got his team up for such a big game. Like, he's a big game specialist, as we know. He's he's very good at um, at uh, inspiring his players and getting them up and making them feel like the underdogs. Uh, I, I don't think it's any surprise that Felice Cafusi was the best player on the field. He was the first signing for the Dolphins, and that's exactly what what Bennett wanted. In, in, in lieu of not being able to land a big marquee, he was just going to be tough and they're going to be tough defensively, and, and Confuci certainly showed that uh, against the Chooks. So go the Dolphins. Go the Finns, as, they, as they're saying up there north of the border. Yeah, the Finn has replaced the bucket hat. We had bucket hats all summer, and now we've got the Finns on their heads uh, possibly all winter. Where do you reckon, though, this, this sits in a Wayne Bennett achievement? It's a fairly long list, but this one was mm. not expected by a lot of people. I, I don't buy into Webby, by the way, you know, Bennett saying nobody gave us a chance to win any match. I didn't hear anybody say that. Um, but I think a, a lot of people didn't really see the kind of performance that they put up against the Roosters, who were clunky. So where does this sit on Wayne's amazing list, Wayne's world? Well, nothing's going to beat any of the premierships, particularly, I think, you know, he always says that, that what he did at Newcastle in 2013 when they made uh, that preliminary against the Roosters was his, was arguably his best coaching effort. Uh, 2006, when they won the premiership, that was up there. Bringing back Alfie for the 2001 Origin decider, that one's up there. But I reckon this would rank as one of the most personally satisfying for him, if you want to frame it like that, because he's he loves proving people wrong. He's one of the classic sort of rugby league types that goes, I don't care what the critics say, but I use it as motivation. He's that it's that great sort of oxymoron that exists in uh, in sport. But he. He, I know just talking to him in the last six months, he's been pretty frustrated at not coaching 
So I think he would have been glad to be back in the coach's box and, and ripping in. Um, but he, he was very bemused in the last few months about people riding off. The, the, not so much riding off the Dolphins and saying they're not going to win a game, but there's been plenty of criticism about his inability to get a marquee player. And I think he sort he would have. Um, well, you could just see the look on his face, Matthew, after the mm. after the match in the press conference. He he looked like the cat that got the cream. <laughs> he sure did. Our issues with Webby this morning, and you can dive in any time. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six or one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. If you're the best caller, a double pass to the Newcastle five hundred. So our issues this morning. On the table, Wade Graham, as we know now, out for four weeks. They rolled the dice at the judiciary and it didn't come off. But there was a couple of interesting quotes in his defence, which we'll talk about. Further to the Dolphins, what's a pass mark now that the expectations are higher? And where also does that uh, template sit for a possible 18th team coming into the competition? The Dolphins now have Canberra in Redcliffe on Saturday, 5.30 p.m., it's going to be a sellout there as well. It'll be amazing. The Roosters, uh, did you miss it? Yesterday, Webby wrote a detailed article in the Sydney Morning Herald under the headline, Clunky Chooks Need Shiny Toys to Start Working. And he picked his way through the situation the Roosters are in at the moment. They've got the Warriors on Saturday at Allianz Stadium. So we'll touch on that and get your thoughts on that as well. Junior Amon named in the Dragons team to play the Titans on Sunday. As we know, um, he's no longer subject to the NRL's no-fault stand-down policy. Um, It means that because the sentence that he is possibly facing, the maximum sentence of five years if he's convicted of all charges that he now face uh, in a local court, means that he no longer reaches the threshold for that no-fault stand-down policy, which relates to offences carrying a maximum of 11 years or more. The independent doctor will put that on the table this morning. Has the game got it right? This has been a discussion that's been going now for a good couple of days, and it's not going to go away. The issue, the discussion, nor um, the desire for the NRL to stay solid on this one. Plus our round two preview and, of course, Webby's tips as well. We'll re-establish the line with Webby in just a second, but just on the independent doctor situation. Now, there's been a lot of noise, a tremendous amount of noise just in the last 24 hours. Luke Keery's voice in all of this needs to be heard. Uh, He fronted up the press. He speaks eloquently. He's a mature young man. And this is what Luke Keery had to say about the issue with the independent doctor and concussions. There's obviously a designated doctor sitting there just watching that. So as a player, as much as it's frustrating sometimes if they might have got it wrong, I think as a player, they'll, we appreciate it. Even if we don't all say it, we would appreciate it that someone's actually sitting there looking out for us. It's obviously hard. Sometimes our docs are in the dressing rooms with people doing the concussion protocols to get back on. They're looking at other stuff. There's a lot of things going on at the actual ground, so it's good. Luke Carey will dive into that in detail. Ben from Coogee has already texted in, so we'll get to this one. Matty, would it be viable to still have the independent doctor in the bunker and another at the ground to do the assessment? The ground doctor to only assess those that the bunker have identified. This may stop those that have had a head knock but are not concussed. Look, from what I know, from the details that I've been given and what I read and the situation that they've got, the independent doctor has a lot more... Uh, at his or her disposal in front of the cameras, in front of the 
TV screens that they've got set up, plus the helpers that they've got alongside them. So getting an independent doctor at the game, to me, I don't think really matters, does it? Uh, the club doctor's there, and let's not forget that 14 of the 19 that were removed from the field on the weekend came from the club doctor. Webby, your thoughts about that? Let's start with that issue straight up. Where do you think this sits at the moment? The independent doctor has been an issue not just this season, but for the last two or three seasons. Look, I, I when when Ricky Stewart says, uh, and I, I get on great with Ricky and I really respect him and I understand what he's saying where he says, you know, the NRL or the RLPA don't trust uh, coaches. Well, I trust Ricky and I trust Bennett and I trust Trent Robinson. There's a few coaches out there I wouldn't particularly trust uh, when the game's on the line and they want their star player out there and he's only done a little bit of a stagger. Do you think that, you know, there's not pressure on on, on club doctors to make sure uh, make sure the player goes back out there? Whether it's whether it's uh, whether it's overt or whether it's just a uh, you know a very sort of subconscious thing, it's going to be a lot of pressure on a on a club doctor to do that. I think most of the concussions when players aren't, don't go back when they failed HIAs etc etc, usually it's from the club doctor anyway. The reason why they didn't have or they haven't had an independent doctor at the ground, like everyone keeps sort of saying, it's it's better because they're you know they've got all these different uh, camera angles and they're in they're not distracted from crowds etc cetera, etc cetera. So the whole reason why they never went down the route of having one of every game was money that's what that was the reason a few years ago which is you can't really use any excuse now when the uh, the leaders in the game spruik about how much revenue they've brought in either broadcast or otherwise like surely if it's such a pressing issue that they can have an independent doctor at the ground I think I get that, like spotting you know concussion like symptoms is one thing but there's, there's, surely there's nothing better than having the doctor there at the ground assessing the player so I don't know I, I, I'm I I'm, would be more than happy if they had an independent doctor at, at each game it's only eight it's not like it's a huge impost in terms of finance I wonder then I wonder though what the independent doctor sees that we don't. Because I called the Warriors-Knights match, Webby, and um, there was an incident there. There was a, an occasion there where Kalon Ponga looked as though... I actually called it as though he was a bit of a ragdoll in a tackle. Um, it was more just yeah. he sort of dropped in the tackle. And then he got called for the independent doctor. And we started, in commentary, started to question when this happened. Then we were shown the tackle that he went for on Adam Fanua Blake. Now, unless I was calling off the wrong screen, I didn't see that at all until a replay came up. So the independent doctor had to have had vision of that or had been alerted to that in the bunker in front of the screens. So I wondered, does the independent doctor miss that if he's at the ground? I don't think it's... The other thing people need to realise, they're not going to get everything either. You know, like... Well, they could. Well, they've got... They've got spotters at the at, at the ground. They've got an independent doctor in the bunker. Like I just like they're looking for they're looking for symptoms, and then and then they put them through the through the HIA assessment, and um and 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 then then determine whether he can come back or not. I'm just actually at a sponsor's uh, breakfast for SEN down here at Barangaroo, and Timmy Manor was in the room. I don't look. I don't think I'm giving anything away, but he he made a really good point. It's like this whole 50. If you come off and have that HIA, you've got to have 15 minutes off off the field. Tim's argument, and I think a lot of people would argue the same thing, is why not if if they, if they pass the test after five minutes, let them go back on. 
don't don't have them off for such a, a large chunk of time. So I think that's that's something they can look at. I've got to say, with the Wade Graham uh, suspension slash defence at the judiciary last night, that just shows you how funky the whole concussion debate's become, where you're claiming that I hit him high, I hit him in the head because I didn't want to concuss myself by going low. I think that just shows you how problematic the whole uh, issue has become for, for the game. Yeah, he said it was a split-second decision, could maybe have gone lower, but there was no time to change. I've had a series, this is Wade Graham, I've had a series of concussions, so I don't aim low anymore but there was no time anyway. When I heard that and saw that this morning, Webby, I thought, uh, can of worms here. Can you imagine if the NRL judiciary had have accepted that defence and then off it goes? That defence could have been rolled out week in, week out. It's a very interesting one. So he was represented by Nick Gabar, who is the Perry Mason of the NRL judiciary, very highly sought-after uh, legal representative for clubs, uh, for clubs trying to get their players off uh, possible suspension. So he's he's pretty cluey, Nick Gabar, but I thought that one was a bit of a stretch. But it, 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 look, it, it sort of highlights for me, Matty, just not so much how problematic it is, but but everyone seems to think that if we just if we if we ban head high tackles out of the game, then there'll be no concussions, and that's wrong. And and, and what and what Wade's a great example of it. All, so many of his concussions have come from you know from from defending and, and going in low and hitting hips and. And things like that. There's a lot of a lot of concussions from head clashes. There's a lot of concussion, concussions suffered by the ball carrier. So it's just not something you can you can um, you can uh, suspend out of the out of the out of the out of the game. Like it's rugby league's a tough contact sport. We all know that, and we've all seen it for years. And sometimes you're going to players are going to get concussed, and there's no way. There's just no way around it. We are underway on Wednesdays with Webby right here. You can dive in 0457 736 736. So Wade Graham now out for four weeks. He'll possibly fall short of that 300-game milestone this year. He's currently on 278. We'll also discuss uh, a little bit further the Dolphins. What's a pass mark now that the expectations are higher? The reaction to Webby's article yesterday on the Roosters, plus a round two preview, of course, and Webby's tips. Uh, Make sure you stick around. 21 and a half minutes after 9 o'clock. Back with more after this.